It's nice to be a kid when you don't have to think about bills, finances, RRSPs, 401ks, car problems, feeding a family, health insurance, investments, a business, the GED, MCAT, LSAT, PCAT preparation, paying a mortgage or my will, the basic stresses of life that grown-ups have to think about. Welcome to my podcast slash radio show. I'm so glad I'm a kid. Welcome to my show. I am live here on the island of Hawaii. We're starting today's show off with, what did I have for breakfast? So, I had for breakfast, I had some orange juice and some cantaloupe. Now, we are doing science terms in grade 6 to no. Biomass energy generation is a process that reuses organic materials to produce energy by burning the biomass to create steam in an electricity generator. Now we are going to do do it yourself science with honey. Here's how to use the sun to tell time. Plate, what you need for this is a circular cardboard. So just like cut out some cardboard into something like circular. Get some clay, dowel, sunlight, and and number stickers. Or you can just write them down. Place the piece of clay in the middle of the circular cardboard. Place the dowel in the clay. At 8 a.m. of a sunny day, place the sundial in the sun. Make sure that the sundial stays in complete sun all day and no shadows from other objects, such as trees, fall, fall on the cardboard. Notice where the shadow falls. And mark the edge of the cardboard with the 8 a.m. sticker. Observe the shadow of a dowel throughout the day and mark the times on the edge of the cardboard with the corresponding stickers. Continue until it is so late in the day and no shadow is seen. You can mark out the rest of the sundial for the night hours by estimating based on your day's results. Test out your sundial on sunny days. Here's the explanation. The sun is very important for, for heating up planet Earth and providing energy for plant growth. Did you know we can use the sun also to read time? Sundials were used as clocks by ancient civilizations. There are all kinds of sundials, and in this next experiment, you're going to make a simple sundial. And that's what we have for Experiments with Honey. Do it yourself, science! Now, I'm going to be recommending books that you should read. Me, myself, have finished the uh, series Unfortunate Events. It's, it's about, as you know from my first episode on Netflix News, they're coming out with season two. But it's not too late to finish, to finish reading the whole series. Now, we are going to read a book with honey. More Pies by Robert Much.
Samuel woke up really hungry. He went downstairs and ate a bowl of cereal. Chuck a chuck a chuck a chuck a chuck a chuck a chop. Then he said, Mom, can I please have some more? Yes, said his mom. You are a growing boy and you need to eat. So Samuel's mom gave him another bowl of cereal, two milkshakes, and a stack of pancakes. Samuel ate it all really fast. Chuck a chuck a chuck a chuck a chuck a chuck a chop. Then Samuel said, I am still hungry. Could I please have some more? Yes, said his mom, but I think this will be enough. So Samuel's mom got out a really big salad bowl, filled it full of cereal, gave him two milkshakes, three stacks of pancakes, and a fried chicken. Samuel ate it all really fast. Chucka, 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 chomp. Then Samuel said, I'm still really hungry. Could I please have seven fried chickens? Seven fried chickens, yelled his mom. Enough is enough. Nothing more to eat until lunch. Go out and play. So Samuel went outside and rolled around in the grass yelling, Starving! Starving! Help! I'm starving! Samuel's little brother came running outside. He said, Samuel, if you're so hungry, why don't you go to the pie eating contest? There's one at the fair in the park. So Samuel got the bus and went to the park. Samuel walked right into the middle of the pieing contest and said, Give me pies! I just looked at Samuel and said, You're just a little kid. Go home. A fireman, a lumberjack, and a construction worker were sitting at a log table. The, two construct the construction worker said, It won't hurt to let this little kid eat a pie. So Samuel climbed on a chair and the judge gave everybody one blueberry pie. The judge yelled, one, two, three, eat! And they all ate their pies really fast. Chucka, 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 chomp. When they were done, the lumberjack said, oh, my tummy hurts. He turned purple and fell under the table. The judge said, Samuel, that was excellent eating, but surely you're done. You're just a little kid. Samuel said, I am not starving anymore, but pie still sounds like a good idea. So the judge gave everybody two peach pies. He yelled, one, two, three, each. And they all ate their pies really fast. Chucka, 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 chomp. When they were done, the fireman said, oh, my tummy hurts. He turned green and fell under the table. The judge said, I don't believe this. He gave Samuel and the construction worker each three cherry pies. He yelled, one, two, three, eat. And they ate their pies really fast. Chucka, 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 chomp. When they were done, the construction worker said, Oh, my tummy hurts. He turned blue and fell under the table. Amazing, said the judge. Samuel wins first prize. Samuel wins the prize pie. Samuel took his prize pie, got on the bus and went back home. For lunch, when he walked into the kitchen, his mom said, Samuel, I know you were really hungry, so I made you pies for lunch. Pies, said Samuel. My tummy hurts. He turned green and fell under the table. But Samuel's little brother said, Yum, pies! And ate the pies really fast. Chucka, 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 chomp. The end. Now, we are going to have an interview with my grandma. Okay, grandma. 
Where, when did you decide to homeschool your children? Before I answer the question, can I ask you a question? Sure. How old are you? Eight. And where are you calling from? Hawaii. Very good. Now I'm going to answer your question. <laughs> so when did you decide to homeschool your children? So before I answer the question uh, directly, um, I wanted to make sure that you understand the background why I decided to have homeschool. I used to go during recess to the public school to watch my children interact with other children. And over time, I begin to see something undesirable in the playground, kids bullying other children. And I wonder, for every time I'm not going to the school, are my children in the same situation? Are they being bullied by other kids, being pushed around, being mean to? So that's the first thought. Second thought, I went into the classroom I would ask the teacher if I could come in and assist her with some of the work that she might need in the classroom. A couple of times the teacher let me come in and there I was able to evaluate. I was able to be there to see what's happening in the classroom. And I begin to understand something about how much time does the teacher actually teach my child? And that's the beginning of my wondering about if it's better for me to teach at home than to send my, school, my ch children to school. That was the start. What activities were they involved in? My children were involved in Taekwondo. They were involved in service project in a community like a, a, a group called North of 55 seniors group my children were involved in ballet acting basketball choir music and many other activities How did you find out homeschooling was an option? Oh, the system? I find out homeschool as an option after a long time observation of the school system. But in particular is my observation on the interaction between teachers and my children. And so I felt that I could probably do a better job focusing on my children and that I could give them more time. I could teach them even more. And I found that I could be a good teacher. I can do exactly what the teacher is doing at school. Where, where did you begin homeschooling? What were your main concerns with the school system? Well, as I mentioned before, my main concern about the school system is how much time do they actually dedicate it to the teaching of the academic subjects to my children? 
are they really learning? So as a result, that's when I started. I started searching out and working with your grandfather, a program that might help homeschool our children. Do you think charter or private schools have any appeal? Well, in my opinion, I think private school is too expensive. I believe any school that suggests that they can do a better job uh, has to prove that the money is worth it. For me personally, I don't, I don't recommend a special school like that. Uh, private school for my, for my grandchildren, no. There are other ways that my grandchildren can learn besides spending lots of that money for what? That's what you have to ask first. What is the private school offering that it's far more better than something else? What are the pros and cons? Of the private school versus regular school? Of homeschooling. Oh, homeschooling. Oh, there's lots of benefit to homeschool. Number one, you learn respect. You learn discipline. Your parents are hands-on with their responsibility toward their own children. And who loves the children better than their parents? Who teaches more and invests more than the parents? There's nobody can tell me that other people, teachers or whatever, are better than the parents. So to homeschool, it's better than sending the children to public school. Also, there's a benefit to this, it's called social skills. Some people say that you need to send your children to, to regular school so they can learn the social skills. Guess what? The social skill you learn at the school are, what I mentioned before, fighting, bullying, hitting, Everything that is negative is being there out in the public school. So can you do better than that? Absolutely. Because parents wouldn't allow the children to talk like that or being bullied at home. So the skills that you learn as far as social skills is better learned at home. How do you teach Black History Month? Like history? Yes, your son uh, wanted to ask you this question. Uncle My Limai. Son. Yeah, Uncle Limai sended this question. Oh, black history. Well, the way you, uh, the way I, I believe that you can help teach black history is read the books about the history of the black people when they came to Canada. I know that there's lots of black Canadians, successful people who grew up on the East, not the West, and the East. And they were able to discover many things, wrote books, musician. And so that's how you do that. If you were head of the Department of Education, what would you do to help homeschoolers? What would I do? Oh boy. 
The first thing I'll teach the homeschooler is number one, learn to respect. Number two, discipline. Number three, you have to be committed that you're going to do as much as you can to help yourself. Number three is I like to teach independent independence, which means that once you taught something that you are allowed to do and create whatever it is that you're giving to do. I like to see that people take charge of their situation after they've been taught. So if I was the principal, that's the first thing I do, I will teach respect in the school. Because if you don't have respect, it's hard to learn because people, people continue to do things that disrupt the learning process. What programs would you push that might help children take full advantage of homeschooling? What would I push? Oh, reading, reading is come to mind. That's the first thing that I would like every little child when they're three years old to learn how to read. Because reading is a key to answering questions and become independent doing things. Because if you can't, you can't learn how to read, how do you expect to answer the questions? <laughs> if you can't read, how do you expect to know how to do your other work like math, science, social studies? If, so reading is my first priority. If you could homeschool again, what might you do differently now that you have lived through it? Oh boy. Well, if I have to do it over again, I have new books and I have better uh, curriculum than I did when I started homeschooling. And so I will pick the things that I feel that it's most important to the child's learning. And I will cut out all the nonsense that wastes my time and wastes time for the children. I will make sure that my that the children must have some exercise program to eat, to eat a meals that is good for their bodies. I will make sure they have enough rest and I'll make sure that they are involved in things that are productive. Any lessons learned that you could share to help other families that homeschool, that homeschool their children? Um, my thoughts is the first thing is that the parents need to have patience. They need to spend the time to make time and then spend it to teach rather than lecturing to the children. It's a two way. When you communicate, learn to communicate with your children to help them want to learn. And if they don't want to learn, then you have to figure out why is that? if the child don't want to learn. So for the homeschooler, the first thing you do is make sure that you are teaching things that preparing the children for the next century, 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, that they will continue to use as they prepare to have a job. Okay, we have, um... Two more questions left. What was school like for you growing up? Would you have liked to be homeschooled? Oh, definitely. 
I wish, I wished I had somebody to help me learn how to read. But understanding, I grew up in a third world country. We were very poor. We had to walk to school a long way, and it's very hot in the South Pacific, so you have no shoes. Um, learning, it was a, a, a hot house uh, that has no walls. Um, it was difficult because we didn't have access to pencils or papers. So the teacher would write on the chalkboard, whatever we had in there. And learning um, was difficult because um, like we use uh, a lot of rocks to count. We used whatever sticks, uh, whatever was available there for school. But uh, that's what school was like for me. Uh, we didn't get no help from the parents because the parents weren't educated in the, like math, science, uh, social study, and all those things. But guess what? The best learning I ever had when I was growing up, it was hands-on. You know, honey, your grandmother can teach you so many things that you can't learn in your classroom. I learned how to work as five years old. I learned how to plant a garden when I was that age. I learned how to clean when I was that age. So all the things that you need, all the skills that you need to live is what I learned. Nowadays at school, you don't learn that. So just because my mother and father weren't educated doesn't mean that they didn't teach by what they did, what the kind of, of work that they did. The farming is another thing. Nowadays, if you know it, if the farmers don't plant a garden, either you plant it or people will start because a lot of people don't farm. They go to the market and buy the food there, right? Yes. So therefore, therefore, I learned valuable skills. That's my education when I was growing up. Do I wish that I have the education today? Ah, yeah. Add to what I have learned. But overall, nothing is more important to me nowadays than the kind of education I learned from my mother and father raising me up in the, in the island. I learned respect in the island. I learned how to love, to care, to share, all of that. I learned it from my parents when I was when they raised me in the island. And that is more valuable to me nowadays than anything that I learned from the school system here. Okay, well, thank you so much for having this interview with me, Grandma. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, that's all we have to, for today. Look me up and add me. My IG is Mind of a Kid, no spaces, or visit my website for more information at http double colon front slash front slash hbbbooks.weebly.com to buy my books. Collins questions and interviews. Stay tuned. One of my best friends will be joining us almost every podcast. Keep listening into the hottest eight-year-old kid podcast out there. Mind of a kid.